Hey everybody, Matt Hardman back once again in the mobile studio uh, with another episode of the Race Nerd Broad, uh, the Race Nerd Podcast, not broadcast podcast, right here on CKCC Radio. Thank you for tuning in. Um, we got a lot to talk about. Um, we got a really big elephant in the room that's all over the NASCAR news. But we'll get to that in a second. We just got to go over the, the results of this past weekend. Um, results that saw two last lap uh, lead changes in both cup races at the doubleheader at the Tricky Triangle of Pocono Speedway. Um, but we start off the weekend at Pocono with a Saturday, an early Saturday truck race, which would see John Hunter Nemechek once again best his teammate and boss Kyle Busch uh, for his fourth win of the season fifth win of the season something like that either way John Hunter is certainly turning the truck series into his own little playground Um, then you move on to um, the first of the two cup races the Pocono Organic CBD 325, which would see Kyle Larson dominate the race. Tell me if you've heard this story before. Kyle Larson go out and dominate through the field, but with a different ending as Kyle Larson doesn't win. A last lap, last turn, um, tire failure. Uh, puts Larson into the wall, handing the win over to teammate Alex Bowman in the 48 Ally Chevy. Uh, it's Bowman's third win of the season and fifth overall in his cup career. So that was Saturday. Bowman didn't have time to, to really relax, enjoy enjoy the win, have a couple of beers, as he knew he would have to do it again tomorrow, along with all the other cup guys. Uh, So we move on to Saturday's Xfinity race, um, which uh, Austin Sindrick would pick up the win, holding off a very impressive Ty Gibbs. Sindrick, last year's champion, um, who's already locked his way into the playoffs this year, uh, had a stroll car, in a race that was marred by a very scary crash involving Justin Haley, uh, driver of the number 11 Leaf Filter Chevrolet. Um, Haley would be checked out in the medical center, but sit out the, the up the cup race later on that afternoon um, for precautionary measures. Uh, So we move on to the cup race with Justin Allgaier, our little gator, um, hopping in the 77 um, Diamond Springs Water uh, Chevrolet for Spire Motorsports that Haley was originally uh, scheduled to drive and while that car didn't do a whole lot it was a fuel mileage race which saw a lot of the contenders and whatnot on different strategies 
And another race that saw ho-hum, Kyle Larson starting in the back after the wreck in the um, in the pro the prior day's race, he would uh, he would find his way to the front. Um, but in the end, taking the lead from <coughs> Denny Hamlin, who was looking for his first win of the season, Kyle Busch, the other Kyle, the kind of forgotten Kyle this year, um, wins at Pocono in probably the gutsiest performance of his entire career. Um, Kyle would take the win in not only a fuel strategy race, um, which which is one of those things that you can't really back Kyle down for driving 100%, but what he does is rather impressive. And even more so, Kyle drove two-thirds of the race with the car stuck in fourth gear. Think about that. You only have one gear to drive your car for about a hundred and something miles. That is what Kyle did. Um, very, very impressive. Hats off uh, to Kyle Busch. You know, I, I'm still a Kyle Busch. Uh, not, n never really was on the bandwagon, but what he did is damn near impressive. I mean, yeah, it's it's pretty it's pretty huge and definitely one of the most memorable wins of his career. Um, even non Kyle Busch fans are applauding his his win this past week. Um, so, anyway, moving on, um, we had the SRX series at Eldora, which saw Tony Stewart beat out Cody Swanson in a race that saw. Um, Paul Tracy up there for a good part of the event um, saw Marco Andretti uh, win one of the, the race heats uh, it was I still have yet to see it but I've seen highlights um, it's very very impressive I think this was a better race than the Knoxville race um, and it was very entertaining um they are competing this week, I believe, at, if I have, it's either at Slinger Speedway in, uh, in the Midwest, I want to say Wisconsin, or um, the, um, the Lucas Oil Speedway, which was formerly known as Indianapolis Raceway Park in Claremont, Indiana. Um, they got two more weeks of racing, then they will conclude their inaugural season at the Nashville Fairgrounds Speedway. Uh, NASCAR uh, this week will be competing for the trucks in the Xfinity Series. They will be competing in the in the hills of Lake Elkhart, Wisconsin, at Road America, um, the famed um, road racing track that has not held a, Na a NASCAR Cup race in 65 years. So that, that's pretty. It's pretty impressive. Um, 
Xfinity have been Xfinity series has been competing there for about I want to say 10 years or so but this is the first time for the cup guys so we'll uh we'll, we'll have to uh wait and see what happens um how that goes but it should be a fun show you're going to see drivers like um Kevin Harvick will be competing in the um in the Xfinity race to get some track time. I believe Kurt, uh, Kyle Busch is scheduled to compete um, along with many, many others. Um, so this is going to be really fun. Um, the trucks don't compete until July 9th when they will be competing at, um, at Knoxville Speedway uh, where the, where the, um, the damn uh, SRX series was a week ago. And IndyCar will be competing this weekend. After having last weekend off, they will be competing at Road America. That's always a fun show. Um, I'm sure the fans will turn out in droves for hometown boy uh, Graham Rahal, who's been unsurprisingly strong this year, but has definitely flown under the radar uh, with with the younger talent taking center stage. Uh, so it's going to be very interesting and very fun. Um, we do have to talk about silly season because this is, has gone from silly season to ludicrous at this point. And I'm not talking about Chris Bridges ludicrous. Um, as Adam Stern had reported, um, NASCAR insider NAS, uh, Adam Stern had reported that it is all but a done deal. Um, just waiting on the official announcement that um, Brad Keselowski will be moving over to Roush Fenway Racing in a driver and part owner role. Um, that uh, that the whole rumor of RFK racing uh, will happen and um, that nothing has been announced only because of Keselowski's contract with Team Penske. Um, we've already addressed that on this show, but this is pretty the first concrete thing saying that it is a done deal just waiting on this. Um, so I expect that announcement soon. But the other announcement that happened Wednesday is the big bombshell. Trackhouse Racing, the, um, the team that is owned by Justin Marks, former NASCAR racer and music superstar Pitbull, um, who had joined NASCAR... Um, last year's off-season, starting their own team um, with Ty Norris, former general manager of uh, Dale Earnhardt Incorporated, and later Michael Waltrip Racing. Um, they had uh, started up their own team, the 99 um, Trackhouse team, and uh, they found varying levels of success. Uh, in the Cup Series in their first year. Um, they've been renting a charter for D 
1999 car of Daniel Suarez and um, over the past couple weeks I've been searching to secure a full-time charter instead of renting one um, they were having no luck so they decided to think a little outside the box uh, and after a couple of meetings Trackhouse Racing has acquired Chip Ganassi Racing at the end of the 2021 season. Chip Ganassi Racing, which currently fields the number one car, the Monster Energy Chevrolet of Kurt Busch, Kyle's older brother, and the 42 car of Ross Chastain um, will become Trackhouse Motorsports entities next year. Charters included. Now, this deal was made as um, Chip, who was not actively trying to sell the team, um, was approached by Justin. He had the money, but he had an even better vision um, for the team, uh, for the, uh, the crew, and everybody who works in the shop. And uh, Chip thought it was the right time. Uh, Chip Ganassi, who has been in NASCAR since 2000 when he bought out a majority stake of um, Felix Sabatis's team, Sabco Racing. Uh, he um, picks up, uh, you know, he, he's picked up wins, you know, in the Daytona 500 with Jamie McMurray, the Brickyard 400 wins on all sorts of places, you know. Finished third in the championship with um, Sterling Marlin. And that was a season where Marlin got injured and had to sit out many races. They were the team on pace to win the title back in 2003. Um, or 2002. Either way, um, you know, very, very impressive resume uh, Chip leaves behind uh, with this. The only blemish is not having that cup title. But these were the days of uh, Hendrick being the, the superior team in NASCAR. So, hey, you know, you can't, you can't say that. Uh, Ganassi really had um, Ganassi speaking of um, purchasing out um, they had formed a, a merger and eventually took over what was left of Dale Earnhardt Incorporated <coughs> um, so not only you know did he help do that it helped field the car for a number of years and make the team stronger um, Ganassi has brought many, many talents from many different disciplines into, um, into NASCAR and, uh, from the late Brian Clawson, um, open wheel and, um, driver, uh, also brought, uh, Juan Pablo Montoya into his return to, um, his return to NASCAR, well, his turn in NASCAR, I should say return, 
um, because Juan Pablo returned to NASCAR with Roger Penske. But um, Ryan Clawson in, you had Casey Mears. Jamie McMurray got his start um, with as a fill-in, as a substitute driver uh, for Sterling Marlin after Marlin was injured that um, that championship season um, brought him in, and he rewarded him very well. Um, then rewarded Chip. Even more so when he would return to Chip Ganassi Racing in the one car. Um, picking up the Daytona and Brickyard uh, titles that year. So, I mean, Chip Ganassi leaves with quite a legacy. And, and it's good to see that Trackhouse, um, you know, be able to secure that that charter i know that they like i said were renting one from spire now this leaves one that they will own and a possible teammate which was already in the talks um prior to this you know because this is a uh, it's a very uh very hard thing nowadays to start up a new team without a charter and a question that Dale Jr. was asked on his S Jr. section of his podcast recently is um, basically involved moving to the Cup Series and that he um, would be, you know, the only thing holding him back, not so much the sponsorship, was the cost of a charter. Uh, so, I mean, that's a huge thing. Um, I think they could spend a ton of money, but at the same time, they want to do it kind of uh, frugally, I guess you could say. I'm sure they could rent a charter for the first year, but the cost of what these are going up, I mean, he agrees with the charter system. He thinks it's great, but uh, at the same time, I, I think he, looking at it from a uh, an outsider's perspective is not a bad idea. And speaking of the charters... Where does that leave Rob Kaufman, the man behind the whole charter system, uh, the head of the Race Teams Alliance, the RTA, um, the group of owners who um, have fought NASCAR tooth and nail to kind of get this charter system done and whatnot. Where does that leave him as he was a partner at Chip Ganassi Racing? Um, from my understanding is Rod will not... Rob will not be part of um, Trackhouse Racing, that all parts of Trackhouse will be bought out, and that Rob Kaufman will go back to selling um, classic cars and um, supercars in the North Carolina area, and hopefully be out of NASCAR. Um, that's my opinion. I'm not a fan of his. Uh, I'm not a fan of his owning responsibility. Um, how he kind of left Michael Waltrip bracing high and dry um, when they were about to fold. Granted, uh, a lot of people equate him to saving uh, Michael Waltrip racing in the early years, but I, I think that, you know, he, uh, he kind of burned a lot of bridges with um, a lot of fans and and some people with his 
his actions and his words um, in the day. Um, me, personally, I, I don't care what he said or did. I just think that the charter system kind of kind of put a damper on everything. Um, but anyway, we're not going to talk about charters. We're going to talk about the future with um, Trackhouse Racing. Uh, they built themselves a strong program. They now have a permanent home in the Charlotte area instead of running out of the garage. Um, renting space at Richard Childress Racing. I'm sure there'll still be a alliance between uh, Trackhouse and that. Um, so, let, let me hear your thoughts um, on the uh, on how this is all going. Um, like I said, we have NASCAR Road uh, NASCAR's Cup and Xfinity Series at Road America, IndyCar at um mid ohio then we have um i believe it is slinger speedway if i remember correctly scheduled for this week with the srx series um let me know how you enjoy the world racing uh, happy fourth of july to you all and i'm matt hardman and i will see you at the track